0: and we are live. Seth, how are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great. You know, I'm only seeing you on a 2D screen. I'm not seeing you on what would be a three-dimensional model within the subject of our episode today, but uh, I think we'll still make do. We're not quite at the level where I can have my Vision Pro on and I can just see you sitting in the same room as me, but we're making do with the current technology yeah. that we
1: have. Maybe in 3 years, maybe in 3 years, the version version 2 of the the Vision Pro we'll have we'll have that set up.
0: I can't wait to live in that that version of history where we get to do that. <laughs> it's, it's making me it's giving yeah. me goosebumps thinking about it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, so, all right, you, so so go ahead. No, you start us off. You uh, you got the hot hand. All right. So uh, as you alluded to, in this episode we're talking about vision pro apps and ideas around the vision pro and hopefully we'll come up with some interesting ideas that others haven't talked about before. And uh, do you want to kick us off? Do you have anything that you're particularly excited about? Yeah, I have a few that I'm excited about and just to tee it up a little bit more
0: although you already said everything I, there's a lot of talk right now about how the vision pro is a little bit limited. A lot of people aren't either returning their current model or waiting to get the next one. And one of those reasons being that the, the developer ecosystem around it is just not really that built out right now. So we're bringing the future to the present. We're talking about yep. things that could be happening on the Vision Pro, things that we expect to see or hope to see, or it would be cool to see. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll tell you about one right now. So I, I got coffee with someone yesterday and they used to work at this company that did 3D body scans. So they would take visuals of your body and use this very fancy camera to be able to tell like, you know, if I'm taking this over time every two weeks, like how is your muscle mass growing? How are are you, are your biceps getting like two centimeters bigger over time? Um, and I don't see why you couldn't just use a vision pro to get even a, like 75% of the way version of that, that you get pictures of every day. Like if you wanted to take progress on your body, could you, um, take naked pictures of yourself or get like spatial video of yourself every single day and be able to? Uh, use the cameras in a vision pro or um, the latest iphone to be able to track this and then see a 3d rendering of your body growing or you know not growing over time um so basically like this is one idea and it's related to another idea i've had in the past of almost like gamifying fitness to um get rid of this problem where like results just happen slowly you don't go to the gym you might see a pump immediately but you don't see the immediate benefit of whatever you just did um, and so could you try to make it a little bit more visual and, and like have some companion that mirrors what you did, but just shows it in like a, an avatar. And so I'm kind of marrying a couple of ideas I've chatted about in the past, but
1: what do you think of this? So the idea is that you're basically going to be able to take a 3d scan of your body, which maybe it'll be easier to do that with your iPhone camera with, um, the cameras there, the LiDAR or whatever they use to create 3D scans of things. Um, and then use those scans to granularly track any changes in your body um, where you're maybe gaining muscle or gaining fat or losing fat. And with the Vision Pro, that'll allow you to like visualize yourself maybe in, in 3D as well, which is, which is kind of cool. Yeah, no. I, I think it's a cool idea. I think that it's an interesting application of of like ar or or just like using the technology i don't and i guess the it doesn't necessarily it's not something you necessarily need the vision pro for it could be something that's more just using the iphone but with the vision pro it would enhance the experience i guess of just being able to see in a little bit more detail of of your progress and then i i could see this like if if we're going to go off and and brainstorm off of this then also getting personalized workouts because it's just going to be like the most specific tracking of of what is happening at least externally in your body right yeah yeah that's the general idea and i think that like even the underlying
0: idea beneath this which relates to a different idea i had is when i did the demo the part of the demo that most made me go wow this is absolutely incredible was seeing the examples of spatial video. And uh, there's that scene in the the demo where you see the kids with, you know, singing happy birthday to their dad. Um, And I was trying to think of other applications for spatial video, because I think it is just the most special part of the vision pro. And the thing that made me most excited about it in the future, and this was Mm -hmm. one particular example of it, where maybe you could use spatial video to be able to get a rendering of your body. But I think there are a lot of different jumping off points for, like, why is spatial video interesting and what are things that you could do with that? So to your point, do you need right. for this? Not necessarily. But it was coming from the uh, starting from, like, what are ways that we could expand spatial video? Because I think it's really cool. Um, as right. opposed to, like, what are
1: from first principles, really good business ideas? Right. Well, The first thing that comes to mind, which I actually didn't even think about until right now, like I did that demo, also had that amazing experience with the spatial video, but that is almost like that experience with spatial video, uh, linking it to what you said in the beginning of the podcast about, you know, feeling like we're in the same room together. That is the experience, right? That is the experience where the spatial video is live. It's an avatar of you. And honestly, it doesn't seem like they're that far off from that happening, considering they already have the 2D, 3D, I mean, it's a 3D avatar, but it's in a 2D space currently. But they're able to, with the current technology, scan your face through sensors and have a pretty good representation of your face. And the next step of that, the natural next step is to eventually have that as spatial video where you yeah. you actually do feel like you're in the same same room.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I I I'm laughing partially because I think that like from the demos I've seen, the renderings of people that they have from just like scanning your face are pretty bad. Like that's probably the worst part, the least Apple-y part, the thing that like well, Steve Jobs would be the most upset about having shipped. But I agree with you, like it's Well, going to get better. It's, it's it's not
1: it's not like it's not good in the sense that it actually is indistinguishable from a real video, but it's still, Yeah, and I agree, maybe they shouldn't have shipped it, but it's still pretty remarkable that they're able to make it look as good as they're able to to do. That's my point, I guess.
0: And and totally to your point, too, like, a lot of the way that the current OS is designed is not necessarily around the 3D nature of, uh, it's basically, like, kind of taking things that were on flat screens and then bringing them into a three-dimensional world as opposed to, like, creating apps that are native to a 3d platform like the vision pro and what I mean by that is like when you do when you FaceTime with someone it's not like to your point you're sitting in a room with them and it's kind of like you're sitting on the couch or you have some environment that they all go into kind of like the quest does it's more like all right there's like a little tab or tablet that they're all sitting on and it's like a 2d flat visual of someone kind of like you were staring at your phone it's just in space and yeah, I think yeah. that what's really probably gonna happen is as people get their hands on the vision pro and they start building, the biggest thing that'll happen between now and V2 launching is just that there'll be more native virtual reality app and augmented reality applications and ways that you can visualize people in like environments that you could put people into that are not just a you know the flat like iPad or iPhone version of something that's in the vision pro, but instead it's something that feels like it should be native to a VR product.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I think you're totally right. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, is there anything else you want to go off on the fitness route? Um, there, there's a lot of tangents we can we can go there.
0: No, because we only have a little bit of time today. So let's rapid fire between your ideas. And my okay,
1: opinion. cool. All right. So the first one that I'll share is around interior design. And this is kind of an obvious idea, but... I haven't seen but I have some ideas around it that are maybe a little unique. So the first the first idea around this is a smart room optimizer. So imagine you could put on your Vision Pro, you could scan everything in your living room and then you could like shuffle everything around and it could automatically move things into optimizing the space or putting it in different ways. Maybe you could also just drag things and like like drag things and very easily see what it would look like if your couch was in a different direction or your your chair is in a different direction or swaps with their couch or however you would want to do it. So I think that's something that could be really cool is just like scanning your environment in 3D and then being able to manipulate your environment with just your hands and just dragging your things around and, and seeing what it would look like. I think that also ties in really well to obviously buying furniture and like in like there's no no reason you wouldn't in the future just like see exactly what the furniture is going to look like and this is also not even that crazy like you can 3d scan uh physical objects within iphone 15 pro uh, today and and being able to drop those and there might be apps that allow you to do this in some way but anyway i think there's a lot around interior design that um will happen obviously art like putting art on your walls uh i guess there's the idea of digital art that you might just keep on your wall only in the digital space. But then there's also the idea of seeing what you want to buy and, and then just pressing a button and having it shipped to you. So yeah, there's a lot of things around that.
0: Yeah. My brain's going in a few different directions. The, f- the first being there's this like key moment when anyone buys something online where you get it and you have to hope that it looks like the version of it that you expected it to look like. And especially for some big ticket purchases like furniture, you can't test comfort <laughs> from the app but you should be able to have a pretty good sense of what should this look like uh if i were to have it in my apartment in my home if you're repainting your home then there shouldn't be a quite like paint swatches i think are are like the type of thing that probably won't need to be a thing in the future or fabric sample because like that's so obviously a worse version of being able to actually see what it would look like and have light hit the space and see what that would look like look at it in the dark like see different Times of the day, how it interacts with the paint color. Um, like that would, it feels like an obviously better solution than what we currently have, which is coming up with a rendering, uh, creating the product, taking pick- stock pictures of it professionally, uploading that to a website, trying to get a sense of like how you like it from that website, then seeing it in your space uh, or like having it ordered to you and hoping that it looks like the thing. And, mm. and I feel like that probably won't be a thing. So that I totally agree with you. And I think there's even, one very real problem that I have now is I have like my apartment and my, a lot of the stuff and, uh, already bought. So I have like my couch, my, you know, accent pieces, uh, throw pillows, my furniture, in my room, bedding, I'm missing art for my wall. And I would like to get something, but I, I think that it'd be nice to be able to visualize, be able to have something look at my space and be like, Oh, th- I kind of get your aesthetic here are proposals of things. And like, we can link to where, uh, this thing lives. And then you could also see it in your space and I could just like test things out that way. Um, and like, that would be cool. And I have other ideas branching off of this, but I, I totally agree with you. I think that's obviously a better solution than what we currently have, which is like physical paint samples and hoping that things look like what you expect them to look like when you bought them online. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. Um, anywhere else that you have to branch off of that specifically?
0: Yeah. I think there's like this, um, the idea that I had specifically was this reading version of Vision Pro. Like one thing that I really mm. loved part of the demo was having this really immersive world I could sit in. So it was they gave us examples of like sitting on top of a mountain and sitting on the moon. And I was thinking to myself, like, that would be especially cool for something like reading my Kindle or instead of having my room around me and my Kindle in my hand, I could have like a world that I enter that is a very chill space, a very calming space. And it has my Kindle app up and I can just like read the book from there. And mm-hmm. I think the the broader question or the like bigger thought that you're making me wonder about is um this idea of like augmenting the space around me, not only for something like reading, but also like, what if I want my apartment to look exactly like it is and not just have a digital piece of art on the wall, but have like a world that I can inhabit that's in my apartment. So it can scan like what are the dimensions of my apartment? Where does everything live? Can I create an environment that looks like I'm in Hogwarts, but it's just in my apartment? I can walk around and interact with mm. it but it's it's like my own space and it's all the dimensions of my space, but it is a world that I could then enter that is not possible to achieve in the real world. That's
1: a really cool idea. Like using AI to theme your apartment and room like yeah. Hogwarts or like uh, any anything that you want to. And I think that's an application where AI would potentially tie in really well where you would essentially prompt it to change your everything that in your space to theme it and, and however, however you want it to be. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. What do you got next? Rapid uh, fire. I,
0: I think going back to spatial video, I was just trying to think of like ways to enhance a spatial video experience. And I think the one, the one thing that we chatted about that made me honestly emotional when I tried the spatial video demo was imagining that I'm going to have these really high fidelity memories of my kids that was the thing that got me more than anything else is that I'm not just going to have these still images of my kids or these like grainy videos. that my parents have of me from when I was three years old, but really like high fidelity memories. I can go relive of a moment in time. And um, I was trying to think of ideas around that. So a few that came to mind were things like professional spatial video photographers, like hiring someone to take spatial videos at mm-hmm. an event, um, spatial video drones, a spatial video, like, Alexa, that kind of lives in your house. So it's kind mm-hmm. of just like off in the back. Oh, I activated my, my lights. <laughs> uh, and so are there ways that you could um, have mm-hmm. these these events or moments captured, but not have to like have your vision pro mm-hmm. on all right. the time? Alexa, please stop. Um, well, you know, uh, so that was kind of the direction my brain was going in. And it's a three quarter baked idea, but there are a few... Mm -hmm. Things I was thinking about around it of like, how can I just get these incredible high fidelity memories of me and my family in the future or friends in the future? Um, And then keep those memories without being the person who has to like whip my phone out or put my vision pro on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I love the idea of professional spatial video, video, videographer. And it's the kind of thing where like every wedding today should have videos taken in spatial video. And, and also like yeah. from, my, from my understanding, the way it is right now, you actually, the best videos are taken by a vision pro not like the iPhone can take spatial video, but it's not as good right now as the vision pro. So if you really want the best 3d video, spatial video, then it would, you wouldn't need someone at your wedding with a vision pro on, I guess, which would be kind of funny, but, yeah. uh, yeah. Like for events that like, why wouldn't you want that video captured? Totally. Yeah, totally.
0: I also feel like you, it could be a great upsell if you're a, a photographer or videographer, because uh, you could you could buy it for work and then you can just charge extra for it. And people are spending so much money on weddings already that like, would you not spend an extra thousand dollars for or a couple thousand dollars for the spatial video of your event and just have like
1: that be part of your photography package? Yeah, it should be. The question is, do it's it's the kind of idea that's probably just slightly early in the sense that people might not realize they want, they want that yet, if, especially if they haven't seen it. Yeah. But I do think that that makes complete sense. I mean, I assume at some point, it's also just very interesting. It's like in the future, will people want just normal video or are they going to want it to be spatial because that's how they're going to consume a lot of their content and Uh, you're at least going to want both versions, potentially. Yeah, I don't know. I I would probably want both, but I have no idea. Yeah. I don't
0: know. But I I think it'd be at least cool to have. I think I would be, if I got married in the next couple years, I think I'd be pretty upset looking back in 25 years, knowing that I didn't have spatial video.
1: I wonder if there is going to be ways to convert 2D video into spatial video.
0: I bet whether it's AI or something else that we're going to have some way of being able to do that, even if it's not the highest fidelity, but I bet there's going to be some way to be able to do that. It seems reasonable to be
1: able to do that. It yeah. seems reasonable to be able to do that. I agree. So that's the other, figure out how to do that. That's the other idea.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you could, if you just have like enough video, maybe you could turn it into a spatial video. Um, That'd be interesting because then you you kind of obviate the need to have the person
1: wearing the Vision Pro at your wedding if you have some way of being able to convert it in the future. Right. And also, I'm sure in the not too distant future, like I'm sure future iPhones will have all the sensors you need to get just as good a video as a Vision Pro, I would imagine. but Yeah, I've got to imagine. Yeah. Um, I like that. It's a good idea. Thank you. I wonder you. what else. Yeah. What else around spatial videos? I do think that is. I mean, that is a very unique part of of the vision pro yeah i like it thank you maybe also like renting out vision pros to photographers or uh different um uh, i saw something where like that the idea that airlines should rent them out as well and yeah. and allow people to to um yeah there's another way for them to make money yeah
0: I think we were chatting about that offline because I, I I don't know if it was Ben Thompson or someone was talking about that last week, but then we were chatting about it. But mm. Yeah, having a rental market for Vision Pros is very interesting and something I could totally believe. Like Delta would do, and they would just be able to rent out
1: a Vision Pro for two hundred bucks a flight, and people would do it. And then you make back the money pretty quickly, right? Potentially, yeah. It's the kind of yeah. thing that's more expensive than you would. I mean, even if you charge a hundred bucks for a flight to use it you yeah you would make back the money fairly quickly yeah yeah Yeah, totally agree um all right another idea that that i had i was thinking more about like what are what are app experiences that you could have that would be just interesting or things that you wouldn't really be able to have without the vision pro and one that's more like in the productivity space or just kind of business space is uh all right so let me set the stage what is the number one thing that people are afraid to do die (laughs) snakes (laughs) it's like michael scott what is michael scott most afraid of (laughs) (laughs) what's the number one thing people are afraid to do uh, In business, like in, in business, public what are they most speaking? afraid to do? Yeah, public speaking. Yes. Oh, I
0: nailed it. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I, I, think, I imagine that's the number one thing. So it's got to be top five. <laughs> anyway, so I, I don't know. There could be a cool experience where you can practice public speaking as if you were in front of a crowd of people. That crowd of people could also potentially like um, react to you depending on like your tone or your pacing or, uh, whatever. And, uh, I feel like there's a lot that an app could do to help you become a better public speaker. I think it's the kind of thing that a lot of people would be willing to pay for as well, uh, to, to get better at public speaking.
0: Yeah. Okay. I really like this idea and it ties into one of the ideas I had and with the general concept being like, how do you give people live reps of things that they would otherwise mm. not be able to get live reps at? And yep. the, the one I was thinking about was sports. Like, I think about a quarterback, for example, and a quarterback will throw maybe like 40 passes a game for 16 games on average, because most of them don't make the playoffs. So you're talking about maybe like low thousands of reps or hundreds of reps that are live reps with like actual linebackers and actual defensive linemen running at you and I think there's probably a world in 20 years where quarterbacks are so much more sophisticated at playing because they're just able to get more live reps, whether that's like actual and probably not real reps because you don't want to risk injury. But really, like making the pressure extremely strong and like trying to simulate different plays of, OK, if this happens, and I'm going to do this. And um, and I think similar to your point, like, is there a way to just get people live reps to get more actual experience with something as opposed to just imagining how it would be or throwing them Mm. out on game day and seeing how they're going to perform. So I really like your idea. I hadn't thought about that extreme of it because I know that they launched launched the Vision Pro with you being able to go into the Steve Jobs Theater and practice a speech. But I love it. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, so you can go into the Steve Jobs Theater. That's like one of the things they launched. But what they didn't do and what I love from what you described is like, could you have people reacting to how you're doing? And um, it's so cool. I, I just love the idea of generally like, can you give people live rep <laughs> that's something that they otherwise would not be able to get?
1: Yeah, totally. And I, I feel like you could also have like feedback based on the amount of times you said, um, or, uh, and how fast you were speaking and all sorts of metrics around public speaking. And then I would imagine it's just going to be a much more immersive and, uh educational experience doing that it feeling like you actually are giving up a, a speech in front of people as opposed to like just on your iPhone like you know recording yourself and getting feedback. Yeah, totally.
0: I love that. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Yeah,
1: have someone you, should do that. Yeah,
0: there's also something where like, have you ever taken a video of yourself
1: doing something and then watched the tape? I no, not really. Well, I—I I mean, other than these podcasts, I guess where we do, too, yeah. So yes, so for, but not like uh, other than like recording tutorials or this pod or podcast. No, I have not.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that it's even different listening to yourself versus like watching yourself do something. So, for example, like there are times in the past where I've failed at a or, or like a coach at a gym would record me doing a lift for example, yeah. as, a, as an illustrative moment to be like, oh, hey, I think your like, knees are caving in this way, or you pulled a little bit too early when you are doing this lift. And it's hard to mm-hmm. really know until you see it, and then you're like, oh, wow, that's what I'm doing. And then you you get it immediately. Yeah. I think the idea of being able to go back and watch the tape on yourself is also a really cool thing. Uh, where you do it in sports, there are certain fields where you do it today, because I have people dedicated to this, but could you do that on your own? Like, go back and watch a performance that you gave and say, ah, I, I want to like go re-listen to how I talk through this part and then go experience it from the perspective of like watching you give the speech and then you could adjust how you do it when you do the real run. Um, I think there's a lot there. I like this one. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. We got a good one. (laughs) Got a good one. I like that one. Um, I feel like a lot of the rest of mine are are half-baked ideas. I've already shared my idea before on the pod about a sleep mask app. Uh, So I won't rekindle that one
1: uh i i also think there should be a purpose-built sleep mask for this as well yeah interesting i like that like a sleep a sleep mask is already kind of a vr device well also maybe in the future they're gonna merge and a vr device will essentially be the size and comfort of a sleep mask i could see that as well yeah
0: i think that's for sure gonna happen um it's also, it was like a, a take that I heard recently from, I think it was from Ben Thompson is that AirPods or like headphones in general are the best AR experience that exists today. And I didn't think about them that way, but it did make sense. Like you're, you're taking your exact environment around you. You're just kind of augmenting it with you're augmenting a specific part of it, which is the audio, but mm-hmm. like, you're not everything else. And listen to whatever you want and have your own experience separate from everyone else on the subway or whoever you're walking down the street with. Um, so I, I, I do like the idea of like augmenting or yeah. Augmenting other parts of your life and sleep is one where I right. think probably, you know, we have these like $8 sleep masks that Tim Ferriss will recommend, but like, there's probably a better way even to do that and get yourself into a, a mood and a Zen experience for sleep.
1: Yeah. 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 I agree. Um, where Where my mind goes for that too, this is slightly off topic from the vision pro, but just the idea of, of I've talked about this before, but the idea of how, music and sound impacts your brain and I I've seen some people try and make these apps that are like brainwave or like music that like I think people are trying to attack this a little bit but I don't think it's like mainstream where like people there's no mainstream product where you you music is like affecting your mood or your uh a lot of things about you and, and and or maybe like helping you get ready for sleep um, in which like sound and I imagine your, your environment would, would be linked as well. Totally. I, uh,
0: I even notice when I work, if I don't listen to music and I just work in silence for a little while, I start to feel tense. And then when I reflect on why I'm feeling tense, it's usually because I'm not listening to music. There's probably something else going on that's causing me to feel that way. But usually as soon as I put mm. music on, I feel much better. And it could be almost anything. It could be, it's not like it needs to be calming music or, uh, Rhythmic music that doesn't have any words it it's like anything, and it will be like, "Oh yeah, wow, I feel so much better now, and that's it,
1: right, right, right um also on that, just like this isn't isn't a new idea, but the idea of meditate like meditating in v r and putting you in really cool environments and spaces, I think this is where AI is gonna connect really uh in a really cool way with v r as well, where you'll be able to just create. Unlimited instant spaces. Yeah. Have you? uh, Question. Have you experimented with Midjourney? Have you actually used Midjourney before?
0: I've tried to use it before, and I feel like I'm always so far in the back of the line of getting my responses, like getting something creative for my responses. Like I'll type in a prompt, and then it'll be like ten minutes later, and I still won't have one yet. And so, oh, really? Stuck with it. Is that
1: because you're on like a free trial or something? Probably. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So just today, I bought the $8 a month like plan just so I could I was like I I actually wanna play around with it and try and get good at it. And I when you pay for it, you get it instantly. But it is really cool. Um I guess it's better than like like Dolly or all these other image generators. I mean it's it's probably a little bit better. But I'm sure a lot of it is also prompting and how you use it. But the interface in Discord is kind of cool. But just like Thinking about like, okay, what's a mid journey experience for VR and being able to, I don't know how far away we are from that, from just like immediately being able to generate and tweak uh, environments. I could also see a really cool implementation in the future of like, like an app store for environments. Like if people could just like create really cool environments that they could sell. I was actually thinking uh, about that
0: idea earlier when I was thinking about Hogwarts, I was like, are there really high fidelity environments that you could have people go into? Or like my Kindle reading idea, like, are there really cool environments that you could immerse yourself into? And could that be something that you sell? And I was thinking about like this kid yesterday, who told me that he made $40,000 on an iPhone wallpaper. And like, how is there not a bigger market than that for
1: immersive environments that you can go into in your Vision Pro? Yeah, yeah. I like that idea too. I think we hit some good ones. I like it. Good one. This was
0: a short but sweet episode. I liked it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, me too. All right. Yeah. What are some quick uh, carve-outs here? What do you got for me? Well, I'll I'll share it for our audience. We talked yesterday about some of our, our uh, carve-outs yeah, in the last really week. But... Else.
0: Already, I already know all your carve-outs.
1: <laughs> so the new show on Netflix with uh, David Chang, it's like him, David Chang in the kitchen or something like that. There's actually a new one tonight. It's every Tuesday Ooh. night. It's It's a live episode. Uh, That one's been really good. It's been... um, Yeah, I've been enjoying watching that. What else have I... What else did we talk about? I started watching
0: the one with Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. That was good. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, that that one's good. Uh, Just today, I was listening to Lenny's podcast, um, which I listened to the one with Brian Chesky, which was amazing, Ron Chesky Amazing. is really, he's great. Um, so yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed that one. I just started listening to the one with Jason Freed as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that's been interesting as well. He's kind of talking about uh, bootstrapping versus VC. and um, I mean, I from Jason Freed, I feel like I haven't heard
0: from him or DHH in a while. <laughs> I,
1: well, my thoughts just after listening to the podcast, uh, are and, and just in general, I guess on base camp, I think that they, I think they built an amazing company for themselves, and it is, I think it's cool that they do things in their own way. They do them differently. What they do would not necessarily apply to most companies because they've just built an extremely profitable company, really lean. In, in a really lean way. Like, they don't have a bloated staff. They're they like acting as owners. They're like, we are, you know, we're the owners. We're not going to waste money. We're not going to waste our own money on this business. And I think that's really cool. But at the same time, like, not every business is going to have, like, be able to run with such high margins. It's just like a pure, like, it's the perfect online business, right? They're selling to businesses. It's like CRM software and like project management software. Um, I guess mainly project management. So I don't know. I guess that's... I don't know. I like them overall.
0: That's my takeaway. I like it. Yeah. I have no opinion on them. I just... I was curious what you thought because you've listened to to them talk more recently than I have. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, like that's the cool thing about business in general is you're going to hear a lot of people talk about principles of like, this is the way to win. There are a million ways to win. And there's something you can learn from everybody. So whether it's like, oh, I like these people or I don't like these people or... Their business doesn't apply to most businesses. There's probably something you can take away from successful people operating and sharing their point of view. And that, yeah, like I also, conversely, like I wouldn't want to start, I don't think I want to start an Airbnb size company, but um, there's plenty that I, I think Brian Chesky has to teach me about how to run businesses, whether that's like a small business that I'm bootstrapping or a venture scale business. So yeah, I
1: think it's just cool to listen to these guys. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. All right. What do you got?
0: All right. I've got one for you today. Uh, The Danny Meyer invest like the best episode I found very inspiring. I just really love his, we both read setting the table, but I really love his philosophy on business. And there were two things that in particular that stuck out to me that I wrote down. Um, One was this question of continually asking, is my business essential? Like it's a really, for me, it was like a a question that resonated with the types of businesses that I love and want to start in the future is I want to start something essential. I want to start something where if it went away, people would be upset. And that to me would be like a very qualitative heuristic of did I start something that matters or not? And am I happy with the business I started or not? Because if I, if my business were just like, I don't know, filling a need and like filling some niche in the business world that was like making money, but didn't actually matter that much, I'd probably get pretty bored. I care about building something with craft that people really enjoy that makes people happy. And so it was for me, a good articulation of, of like a philosophy that I've had, but spoken by someone who really has thought deeply about this. And so it was cool to just have the language to now share a, a philosophy that's important to me. The other um, thing he talked about that I really liked is he talked about thinking about business opportunities from the frame in as opposed to like from a an open canvas or just like a free canvas. So one example he gave is like, um, he kind of works with whatever constraints he has and then tries to figure out the right opportunity from there. So for example, he started a a new company called Daily Provisions. And Daily Provisions is, in his mind, like a way to create the um, 15 of the best staples or like a really good version of a staple that you might want to pick up from a bodega or uh, a deli. And so they might... if And basically, they have this quality bar of like, if it's not one of the three best versions of a rotisserie chicken or a bagel or whatever it is that you could get in the city, then it's just not worth it to make. And the way that he started the business was they moved Union Square Cafe to to a new location. It came with this like little location on the side and they were trying to figure out what to do with it. And they started with like, okay, we have the small space. What do we think we could do with it? And what is gonna be essential? How are we gonna create a business where it's gonna actually add to the space around us and people would be upset Mm -hmm. if this thing didn't exist anymore? And it reminded me also of how Yellow started in DC, where Albie had that space off to the side, started Yellow as a cafe, and then now it's its own thing. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really clever way and thoughtful way of thinking about new business opportunities is like, okay, we have this space. What do we want to do with it? Not because we just like want to do something, but because we want to like really be intentional about what would be the perfect thing to put in this space. And it was a, a cool creative exercise in starting with a constraint and then coming up with a great business from there.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daily pr- Provisions is great. Have you been? I
0: haven't been there. No, I really want to try it. It's it's really good. It's very good. Me. Huh? Yeah, I really want to try it.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool.
0: Good awesome. Episode. All right. Great episode. I like it. Short and sweet. Kept it snappy. We got to come up with uh, a new theme for next week. We do. We do. All right. We'll you figure it, it, it out uh, offline. we do it offline. All right. Fine. We won't give the, <laughs> our 42 listeners a
1: sneak peek. We got to keep it snappy. Keep it snappy. Gotta keep it snappy. Get people in and out. All right, cool. Great job, Uh, man. Talk to you later.